Hey, good morning and welcome back to Crush Your Day. So um, as I warned you that today is, uh, when this comes out, it's actually going to be my 26th wedding anniversary. So I thought I would do a podcast on relationships. I feel like um, at 26 years, I can claim myself to be a semi-expert. How about that? <laughs> um, we've been together 31 years. So we met in August of 1990. Yes, August of 1990. And uh, we got married in October of 1995. So October 21st, which is tomorrow which you're going to be listening to this on my actual anniversary. But there are, um, I was really giving this some thought. We uh, just recently went to um, Nashville for our anniversary. We had to go a week early. Um, We were going to go over our anniversary, but uh, one of my husband's employees had, um, she too had scheduled a vacation. So because he's super sweet, you know, and it's only our 26th wedding anniversary, he said, no, no, you go <laughs> and we'll go at a different time. So, uh, it, which was fine. That's what we did. And we went to Nashville. Well, one of the things that, uh, it was, it was an interesting trip and, and it really made me start to think about, um, our relationship, relationships just in general, and how have we made it this long? Because if I'm not going to sit on here and tell you that 100% of the time it was all roses and um, amazing days, because that is definitely not a true representation of our 26-year marriage. However, I can honestly say that I would 99, 98% of it has been good. Not, not the roses part, but I would say 60% of it has been, uh, um, roses, but there, there's a few elements so just to give you the backstory, what made me really think about this is our trip to Nashville was horrendous. It, it it really was. Now we are laughing about it and we were laughing about it on the way home, but um, in the moment, it really wasn't funny. So we are, um, as you've probably gathered by now, I'm, I'm pretty conservative. I'm not very exciting. I don't, uh, I really, I, I, I choose not to drink alcohol, um, it's not even a choice. I just don't drink alcohol. It's just not my, it's just not my thing. Uh, I think it's probably a control factor if I really want to go deep and psychological into it, but <laughs> that's not this podcast. So we choose, uh, we, we don't drink very much. So Nashville probably was an odd choice for us anyways, but he was so excited to go to Nashville and he planned it. And he had, I I guess he had talked to some people and they're like, oh, you got to go to Kid Rock's um, restaurant, keyword being restaurant. So we should have known that it wasn't going to be our speed when the Uber driver is taking us. And it was like two and a half miles away. And the Uber driver is taking us and 
we were just, you know, I'm a chit chatter, obviously. And I was just, you know, we have three boys and we live in the country and, you know, we, our town basically doesn't even have a grocery store. And, you know, I was just kind of giving him a, a rundown and he's like, oh my goodness, that's just such an interesting life. Cause you know, he lives in, in a big city and we were, t- we were talking and, and the closer we got, he goes, are, are you sure Kid Rock is where you want to go for your dinner? And Mike's like, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, that's, that's where we're going. He's like, yeah, well, I'll take you somewhere else. Like, if you really want to go somewhere else, I, I don't mind. I'll, I'll keep you in the car and I'll take you somewhere else. And Mike's like, no, no, that's where, that's where we're going. He's like, oh, okay, okay. And the closer we got, um, I mean, there's people like bent over fire hydrants uh, puking in the in the road. There's, um, uh, I, I mean, people falling down because they're so drunk. There's... Um, big trucks going by that are like party trucks. And um, he's like, are, are you sure? Because we've passed some really nice restaurants. And we're like, no, no, we want to listen to a band and yada, yada. Okay. So we get up there and he gives one last Hail Mary for us. He's like, I honestly don't mind. We'll just turn around and I'll take you back. There's a really good restaurant up the road. Okay, no. So we get out. And when we go in again, we should have known when there's a bouncer at the front of the door and there was a line to get in. So we said to the bouncer, we just want to have dinner. He looks at us like we have horns growing out of our head and he goes, you want to eat? Okay. Uh, well, I was just going to the top floor. It was like a, I don't know, six story bar, I think. <laughs> there was so many people and it was just a, um, I, I can't I can't even describe it. If you are younger and that's your scene, I am sure it was a blast, but not for a romantic uh, 26th anniversary dinner. <laughs> so I set the stage of that for then then we we leave we come back down so we go all the way up the top we come all the way back down. We then go to uh, we found uh, Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville. Um, bar slash restaurant that uh, we actually got dinner at. And, th- and there was a, a guy, you know, playing the guitar and, and he was good. But by this time, I made it mean all the things in my head. All the things. The thoughts that are going through my head is, okay, he wants a younger woman. He wants somebody that's going to, because he planned it, remember? He wants somebody that's young and wants to like. Th- he thinks this is a good time, and and I am going to be fifty in December, and you know I, this isn't for me. And here we are, like trying to make do of this this vacation, trying to squeeze it in because that's all we ever do. I'm going to be fifty, and so I, I'm I'm telling you this because. My mind went to all of the negative thoughts that it could possibly go to, negating 31 years of the most caring, loving husband on the planet, okay? That's where my mind went, which completely ruined our evening because I was pissed. I was, and, and I shouldn't, no, I shouldn't really say pissed. I was crushed. Let's, let's go with that. So I didn't talk. Then I'm being stubborn. We're just going to walk back to the hotel. Well, did I mention it was two and a half miles? Which, hey, for me to walk two and a half miles, that is 
no big deal, right? No, not at all, except for I was wearing extremely high heel shoes that are the most uncomfortable high heel shoes on the planet. Like I even asked before we left, are we going to be doing much walking? Because these are not the shoes to wear if we're going to be doing much walking. No, no, we're not. Okay. Jump two and a half miles ahead to the restaurant. The last half of a mile, I literally had tears streaming down my face because I now had formed blisters, not on the sides of my feet, not on the heel of my feet. No, no, the pad of my feet. (laughs) So needless to say, we wake up the next morning and he says, we're going, we're going to Indy. We'll just go to Indy. That's where you wanted to go to begin with. It's a a quick trip, but let's just, we're going to Indy. And I'm like, no, now I've had time to like address my thoughts. Okay. So I've, I woke up in the morning in the light of a new dawn I had time to really process my thoughts of how ridiculous they were last night. I'm like, we are going to find something to do. Nashville cannot be just a complete party place for God's sake. It's like a a country. (laughs) That's the theme here. So we went to the Grand Ole Opry and and, and we ended up having a, a really good day on Sunday. We did some shopping. We went to some like whiskey distilleries. I know we don't drink, but they had some other cool stuff there too. And, um, uh, my oldest son is into whiskey. So we, you know, I picked up some Christmas gifts and that, you know, it was, it was a a great day. And, and Sunday or uh, Monday, then we found this really cool breakfast place and we made a, we made a trip of it and we could laugh about our evening, but I've listed five things that I believe I tell you all of that to now move into the list of what I really think has made our relationship successful through the years. And it's not to say that it's been perfect. And it's not to say that I have the coin on the on the best marriage in, in the world. But it's been pretty darn good. And in today's world, I mean, 26 years of marriage is almost, I mean, it's not that common anymore. And it's sad because, hey, it is work. Marriage is work. If somebody tells you that it should be all rainbows and poppies, I mean, they are living in a fantasy world and that's just not reality. Or at least it hasn't been my reality, but it doesn't mean that it hasn't been great. And it doesn't mean that um, it hasn't been like a really good ride. So... I, uh, my, I, t- I, I sat here and I wrote down five things that I think has made our relationship last through the years. And number one is laugh. We literally laugh every single day, 50 times a day. We are cracking jokes. We are, you know, we have um, little side things that we, I I might text him, um, periodically throughout the day, he calls me, you know, not that often, you know, but every once in a while he'll call me, uh, just because he has something funny or, or whatever, but I, I laugh, you have to laugh and you have to be willing to laugh at yourself because trust me, I, we were laughing hysterically on Sunday from our Saturday night. And in Sunday, like I didn't need it to be, I didn't need it to be all fancy and the best thing ever. That wasn't it. It was my mind just went 
wild with all of the negative thoughts of how, you know, we're going to end up divorced because we don't have anything in common now. I mean, come on. <laughs> but our evening, we didn't end up ever going to a, a fancy restaurant. When Sunday, when we got back to the room, like at five o'clock, we couldn't find any reservations. I'm like, I, I'm good ordering takeout at a steak place and eating it in our hotel. And that's what we did. So we ate steak with uh, plastic forks and knives. <laughs> and it was great. It was great. Um, the food was cold. Who cares? It was still, it was, it was great. And we're laughing hysterically because I'm like, well, here we are. We're going to be 50. We're fairly successful in our life. And here we are sitting in a hotel room um, eating a nice meal with plastic silverware and uh, water bottles. So it, it uh, laugh, number one, and most laugh. Talk. You have to talk. There's, there's days that go by that, yeah, yeah, we talk. Um, are you picking the brand up from football? Are you, um, are you going to stop by and grab milk? Uh, you know, that's not talking. You have to talk. And a few days will go by and the only talking that we have done is, uh, will you throw the towels into the dryer for me? And I literally will pass him in the hall and say, hey, we have to pretend that we like each other tonight and we actually have to have a conversation. I don't even care what it's about. And, and talk about your day and, and talk about, you know, things that you're going to do in the future and goals. You have to have goals and you have to have, um, you know, things that you're working towards together. Like, yeah, we have our separate goals, but we have stuff that we're working towards together. You know, we really want to get a retirement home at, at um, on a beach. And so right now that's not obtainable, but it's a big goal that we have. So, you know, it's something that we can, uh, we can work towards. And just, you just have to make a conscious effort to have a conversation. And it isn't just about the kids and it isn't just about, you know, it's about you as a couple and places you want to go and things you want to do and uh, your day. You know, every day, I, I do hear every day about his day. Some days I don't want to hear about it because, you know, it's a bit session, but he needs it. And the other thing that has really been hard for me um, is that he doesn't always want a solution. So you got to remember that too, ladies. We, we do that as well. Like we'll complain to our husbands and then they start to tell us what to do and we don't want to be told what to do. So we get irritated with them, right? Because we too just want to be heard. So you have to talk, but you also has to, you have to listen. And respect, you know, watch your words. We have never had a knockdown drag out fight where we call each other names, um, scream, holler, where, you know, we're really cutting to the quick because we can do that, can't we? Our loved ones, we know what hurts. We know how to cut to the core. If you don't, I, I, I would be shocked. We know how to hurt each other the best because we know everything about each other, right? I can cut him down with two words if I choose to. But I know it and I would never want to do that to him. I would never want him to feel less than. 
So really watch your words. You have to respect each other, but you have to watch your words. You know, um, another funny story about our Nashville trip that night, uh, not Saturday night, but Sunday night, uh, about 1.50 in the morning, we woke up to this couple screaming. I- I've never in my life heard anything quite like this. Uh, screaming. You mother effer, you. I-, I mean, the the language and the, and I cuss, okay? But never at somebody like that. I've just, I've never experienced that kind of hatred and venom in somebody's voice to someone to the point where I told Mike, why are they even together? Like, if you hate that person so bad, why would you do that? It was, it was awful to the point that I called the front desk. I'm like, Hey, after an hour of it, we couldn't sleep because it was, they literally might as well been in our room. They were screaming that loud. And I said, these people are fighting so bad. You're going to have to come up. Like, I I can't. I'm afraid they're going to hurt each other. It's so bad. So an hour and a half of that screaming. But guys, that's not respecting your partner. It doesn't mean you can't get mad. And it doesn't mean that I haven't said things that I regret to Mike for sure. But never would I speak to him like that, ever. Even... If he, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't know. You have to respect each other. That, that is, that is a big one. You have to respect each other. And yeah, I I just, you have to respect each other. We're going to go with that. Uh, Number four, do special things to make the other person feel special. You know, life can get mundane. You wake up, you take a shower, you go to work. You do your thing, you come home, you have dinner, you sit in front of the TV, you go to bed, you get up, wash, rinse, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat. Life can get mundane. And in the, you know, you take the kids here, you take the kids there, you go to the games, you do like you do all the things. You have to make the other person feel special. I'm sure you've heard me. If you've listened to my podcast, you've heard me. I doubt this is the one that you'd picked out like my uh, anniversary (laughs) for, for your first one. But the uh, one thing that Mike does for me that is makes me feel super special and it costs, I, I suppose it costs something, but whatever the cost of my tea is, but uh, little to nothing. But every morning he makes my iced tea for me. He makes my iced tea. And sometimes when I'm getting home late, I'll come in the door and I'll have an iced tea sitting on the counter because he, and he knows that I like, I have my, and I'm making air quotes, I have my weekend cup. Like when it's Friday night, I come in and he'll have my tea in my weekend cup because he knows that means to me, he knows that, uh, um, that means that the weekend is here. And I know that sounds silly and I know it doesn't sound like much. And, and somebody has said to me, yeah, but don't you take advantage of it? Don't you expect it? You know, I don't because probably because my love language is active service, acts of service. But the fact that he thinks about me every single day to do that, he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't. And there's some days that, you know, he's running late or whatever. And I actually say to him, do not make my tea today. Just go. I got it. I got it. Or I'll, he has a, um, shake every morning. He drinks Shakeology every morning and, uh, I'll, I'll make a shake. I'll surprise him. And when he gets out there, his shake is out there. Now, quite honestly, I think he prefers to make his own because I think he likes his better, but Hey, that's, it's not the point. Right. But I do special things for him too. I I know that, um, and this is going to sound really silly because we're all into drinks here, but, um, 
lemonade. I make so much fun of him because he drinks so much lemonade and he'll, I'll say, Hey, I'm stopping by the grocery store. Do you need anything? Lemonade. Oh, I know. Oh, I know you need lemonade. Uh, like you need a hole in your head, you know, and it's, but I'll stop by and I'll pick up something like that for him. He loves Nikes. So, you know, I'll stop and pick something up for him or I just text him in the middle of the day. I'm so proud of you. You know, just those little things guys, they make the other person feel special. And when we feel special, why would you want to go anywhere else when, you know, your partner makes you feel super special? So do special things. That's number four. So, so far we have laugh, talk, respect each other, watch your words with the respect, do special things. And here's the big one. And this is why I told you the, the Nashville story. Watch your thoughts. I think this is the biggest killer of relationships here is because we make things mean things that they don't really mean. Just like me, he had no idea that Kid Rock was a bar, like a giant, giant, giant bar that he knows I would no more want to go to. He wouldn't want to go to it. He, he doesn't like that type of thing. And it was a mistake. He just didn't, he didn't realize it. But I made it mean he's not this, he doesn't like our life. I'm boring. Um, I'm 50. I'm going to be 50. And here I am in a situation that I don't want to be in. And, uh, you know, again, we were trying to cut corners, make this work, just squeeze in a couple of days because our, you know, we can never just go somewhere. We can never do anything. You know, all of these thoughts that were so not true, but what did it do? It made me feel um, sad. It made me feel lonely, which means that I didn't talk to him, which at the end of the day, it ruined our evening. The whole evening. For what? Because I let my thoughts run away from me that weren't true. So I really feel like number five, and that's why I saved it for last, is the most important part to a relationship. You know, sometimes Mike is not the most uh, communicative person on the face of the earth. Like I, I communicate the most in the relationship. And I used to make that mean that, you know, he didn't want to talk to me. And um, he, he, I used to make it mean all the things. No, it just means that he's not a good communicator. He, his idea of a good time isn't sitting down and chit-chatting for hours. That's, that's not his idea of a good time. And that's okay. That's okay. I know it. I just, I can't make it mean something that it's not. And, you know, there was, he used to be the best gift giver in the world. He was always so thoughtful about it. Uh, for probably, I don't know, 15 years maybe. And I was, I think I was pregnant and I don't remember which kid. I, I, I think it was Brayden because I think we were still in Auburn and, and I was pregnant and it was our anniversary and he um, didn't get me anything for our anniversary. Not even a card, nothing. And, and I'm not saying that 
you know, I had to have an elaborate gift or anything, but uh, not even a card. I really, I'm not into flowers that much, but I mean, for the love of heaven, she could have stopped and got one flower. So, and, and I'm pregnant. So, right, my emotions, everything's running on high alert at this point. But I made that mean that our love was over. He didn't really love me that much anymore. It was going to be a lonely life. Um, I mean, all the things. And then from that point forward, I critiqued in my head every gift that he ever gave me. Like it wasn't right. It wasn't good. It wasn't, it wasn't what it was supposed to be because I made the thought that he doesn't love me enough to make it super special anymore because the love is gone. The excitement is gone in our relationship. Um, I mean, guys, it's so ridiculous. The thoughts that were running through my head, but I made it mean something that it didn't mean when I woke up that morning. Um, so mind you, I went to bed at midnight and because at that time I was walking like at 11 o'clock, at 10 o'clock at night, I would walk like three miles. So I didn't go to bed till like 11 30, 12 every night. When I woke up the next morning, I had a card and a rose, three roses sitting beside the bed. And he had got up in the middle of the night, went to the uh, Walmart because we lived in Auburn and had that sitting there, you know, you, we make these things, these stories up in our head, instead of just saying, Michael, that really hurt my feelings that you didn't take five minutes out of your day to make sure that, um, you recognized our anniversary. And you know what? He would have said, I am sorry. I, I didn't realize that it was that important to you and I'll do it moving forward. Literally that that's what the conversation would have been. But instead it was, you know, silent treatment, not because I don't, I don't, we don't fight. I don't argue. I, I, I refuse to argue because the stuff that goes through my head is not, not good. It goes back to that respect factor. I'm afraid I wouldn't be able to watch my words. So I don't say it, but that thought. And then how about, how about this one? How about this thought? This is another funny one. Christmas. So my birthday is in December, December 13th. And the year I turned 40 and you know, that's a milestone for a woman. You know, it, I never thought it, I I didn't think it bothered me. 36, I think was a little harder for me than 40, but uh, it's still 40. And I had this beautiful package under the tree. And I might've told this story before because it is really funny. I had this gorgeous package under the tree. I mean, it was wrapped so elegant and I'm thinking for sure it's like some fancy um, jewelry, necklace, something. Cause it was really, really fancy. And I, um, Christmas morning, like it was the only gift. Now remember Mike's a good gift giver. Okay. Especially at Christmas. We, we, we go a little uh, above board on Christmas, probably more than we should. And I open it. I turned 40 two weeks before Christmas. Okay. It was anti-aging cream. And he has like, he is so thrilled with himself that he got me this. And it was like a two, $300 bottle of anti-aging cream. I mean, it was, it was not, but you got to be shitting me right now. You got me anti-aging cream. I turned 42 weeks before Christmas and you get me anti-aging cream. What the Sam hell? I mean, 
I instantly, I was in tears. Like my kids were watching and I'm, so I'm not going to cry in front of my kids and let them know that my feelings were hurt. So I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, oh, that's so nice. And then when we were alone, I'm like, well, before we were alone, all the thoughts are, oh my God, he thinks I'm old. I'm a hag. He's not attracted to me anymore. I mean, he thinks that I need anti-aging cream. Again, guys, all the thoughts. That is not, if I had slowed down and said, Mike, what the hell? Why would you get me anti-aging cream? Because the reason was I have a lady at the Lancome counter and she recognized him because I'm in there and she knows me and that's where I would, had gotten my makeup. And she said, Michael, Jamie will love this. This is what you should get her for Christmas. And he took her at her word and that's, that's what he got me. He did not mean that I'm old and a hag and he doesn't find me attractive. But guys, our thoughts are the number one thing is what kills relationships. You have to watch them. You have to be cognizant of them. When your husband does something or your spouse does something, it doesn't always mean what you make it to mean. So you have to communicate with them. You have to stop and say, okay, here's what I'm thinking this means. Can you please clarify? And I know that sounds robotic and I know that sounds easier said than done, but you have to do that. And you have to think the thoughts through because that is what can kill a relationship. What you're thinking more than likely is the farthest thing from the truth. And then it festers, right? It festers and we think everything that they do, we watch and it's like, oh, oh yeah, see, there's evidence, there's evidence, there's evidence, there's evidence. And the next thing you know, we haven't spoke for three weeks and we're calling divorce lawyers. All because of some thoughts and I shouldn't say three weeks, six months, a year. When you just have to communicate and you, you have to really rein in those thoughts. I've had plenty of bad ones and I'm sure he has too. Like I said, he's not a good communicator. He's not. But I know it, so I have to over communicate for us. And that wasn't, that's not always easy. And I've, I've had to learn that through the years. Okay. Hopefully that made sense. But just to recap, you have to laugh every day. You have to talk. You have to make a conscious effort to talk. It's not always easy. We get on that wash, rinse, repeat, and you have to make it more than just about the kids. Respect. You have to respect each other. Do special things. Make your significant other feel special. And you have to, you have got to watch your thoughts, examine them, look at them. Are they real? That's the first question you ask. Is this true? Is this true? More than likely it's not. You've just gone to the worst case scenario. All right. Well, that is my anniversary edition <laughs> of relationships. And I've talked quite a while. I normally don't talk 31 minutes, but uh, hey, 31 years, right? All right, guys, no one is going to determine your day but you. So why not make it amazing? Until next time, guys, we'll talk soon.